Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. And on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Josue Sanchez, Chief Marketing Officer at ReplyBuy. ReplyBuy enables businesses to start and manage personalized conversations with consumers at scale using their two-way text messaging platform. They make it easier than ever for businesses to reach their audience on today's preferred device, the mobile phone. Their turnkey solutions are enabling sales, marketing, and support teams to build meaningful relationships with their audience faster with a personalized one-to-one conversation. What separates ReplyBuy from other communication platforms is their patented mobile commerce technology, giving a business the ability to collect payment whenever a consumer responds with a simple buy response. Josue, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Morgan. Excited to dig in and, and bring some value to the audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you uh, start off by walking us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now at ReplyBuy? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I come from a creative background. Um, I did a lot of creative stuff back in the early days of my early 20s, uh, specifically specializing in video. And so I've got kind of walking through how I transitioned from the creative world to marketing. You know, I stumbled upon upon a Facebook ad actually that was selling selling me an e-commerce course and which I bought. And, you know, I learned about Shopify and didn't really have the capital to start something of my own, but was just really intrigued by e-commerce specifically and, and marketing, right? You know, I was a filmmaker then, broke, but I moved from Oregon to Seattle, you know, to took up an opportunity to work with a marketing agency. And, you know, I was doing their video marketing. I just had a lot of access to tremendous amount of just courses and just, of course, just seeing everything behind the scenes of managing $3 million worth of ad spend between uh, Facebook and Instagram ads. And, you know, I, I had a huge epiphany, man, my first day, uh, my per- first day on the job, you know, I went to the CEO's house. Uh, I mean, I recorded, edited and sent out this email, you know, to 20,000 people. And unbeknownst to me, the next day, I come to find out that within less than 24 hours, we generated $35,000 wow. in software sales as an affiliate. And so for me, that was huge, right? Like, first of all, I need to learn marketing. And second of all, I need to get into software because these people have enough margins to pay us 33% of all, you know, software sales. And that that for me was a huge epiphany. And so, 
yeah, I mean, I spent a couple of years there learning and marketing, did my, my own e-commerce ventures. Back to that epiphany, I always wanted to get into software sales. And so after having a few successes within e-commerce, within my own businesses, I was able to get into software sales. And at the time, you know, I was applying, I was applying for opportunities all around the world, you know, remote opportunities. I'd been working remote, really what I loved. And yeah, I mean, I found a company that actually ended up being like two blocks away from where I lived. Right. <laughs> and so that was like a ring on my finger. It was just meant to be. And so that company's reply by, which I'm a part of now, chief marketing officer there. And so I'm going on two years with them. And so it's been an exciting journey so far. And we're thrilled about the technology and the product and the value that it's bringing to businesses across the, board, uh, across the world. That's awesome. I'm interested to hear what are some of the things that stuck out to you during your time being around, like you mentioned, places where an ad, the ad spend is that high and just selling. You mentioned that email you sent where you had made affiliate sales, 35K from an email. I'm just curious, like what are some big themes or things you learned being around that much ad spend and selling via affiliate? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest um, lesson was that, I mean, we did a lot of just pay traffic funnels, right? And so I quickly learned that the money is is in the funnel, but specifically the offer. Like you truly have to have a compelling offer hmm. that compels people to take action. Like if you define sales, it's like sales is about compelling people to take action. And so marketing, it's like you have to achieve the same thing, but without that human intervention, so to speak, where we have kind of more of a personalized touch, like in the B2B sales world, for instance, where you have more time to kind of ask the questions to then kind of mold the value proposition, right? But with marketing, it's like you really need to have it dialed in and you really need to know your audience to the extent that the offer to that specific audience is so is so compelling that you can verbalize it, right? If it's video sales letter or if it's a written copy, um, you have to be able to know your audience in, in such a fashion, in such a way that that is conveyed with such clarity and such confidence that people are, are going to be able to take that next action without even meeting you, without even talking to you. And for me, being able to achieve that through digital marketing, specifically as it pertains to like cold audiences, like from converting cold audiences to buy with just from an ad, that's very, very powerful. And so my biggest lesson out of all those ad spends is like, you have to dial in your funnel. Once you have a proven funnel that's proven uh, to convert, like all you have to do is just throw more marketing dollars onto it. And it all comes down to that one offer. Is your offer compelling enough to the audience that you're trying to reach? And if it is, you know, then tweaking, you know, this and that, like increasing conversion rates, conversion rate optimization on the landing page, that's kind of like the sherry on top. But if your offer converts, then you can kind of get more granular into other more specific, more technological things that can improve conversion rates. Awesome. Can you provide just like a quick example of one irresistible offer that you've come across? Oh my God. You know, irresistible offers. I think the best example is Russell Brunson. I mean, with ClickFunnels, mm -hmm. a lot of people know about him, but he just does it just such a great way of like, and in, of stacking, like of, of value stacking is the terminology mm -hmm. of like adding all these things that like you want in order to get you to buy the thing that 
you really want. Like he stacks up all these different things, but then you really want this one thing. Right. But you have to get all these other things to get that one thing that you really want. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the way he positions it, it's like, that's the most valuable thing there ever is. Like, for example, recently he actually has it live right now, I believe, and he's, he's pushing it out. So it's, it's his marketing funnel for, for his new book. Mm -hmm. And so it's the third book out of a series of three books. It's a trilogy. Now, what he unveils after you buy the book is that he actually has a fourth book. It's not a trilogy. He has a fourth book. But this fourth book you can only get unless you buy the other three books, even though you've bought the first two books. Like you can't just buy the third book and then get the fourth book as a bonus. You have to buy all three books and then you get that one book that's like, by the way, it's the thickest book. Yeah. Like visually, it's so much more compelling. It features like Dean Graciosi and, and Tony Robbins, like, you know, prodigies in the space, right? It's like, you got to have it. And mm -hmm. so it's very unresistible. I mean, and outside of that, I mean, he stacks a whole bunch of like digital products on top of it, which by the way, has like, no margins, right? It's just, you know, it's just recordings. It's just right. knowledge, right? And his cost is really in the book itself. So it's just brilliant how he stacks like physical products with digital products and then really places a lot of emphasis in, in what you really want, what's the most valuable thing, but you have to spend, you know, 4X, 5X as much in order to get that one thing. Love it. It's a great example. I'm curious to hear what trends you're seeing in this sales technology space today. Quite a few. I mean, first of all, consumer attention as a whole is going mobile. Like everything's going mobile. You know, over 50% of consumers today prefer mobile as their communication device. And I think the effect and shift in, in consumer psychology is very, very powerful because text, for instance, you know, has been a novelty like since a decade or more, right? Like it's been around for a long time, but personally, you and I communicate via text, but it hasn't been something that's been adopted by businesses because privacy was always like of concern, right? But now mm -hmm. the shift in consumption of material, right? And just the preference of consumers preferring mobile devices shifted that consumer psychology to say, okay, well now 78% of consumers wish they could tax businesses. So now it's like businesses are kind of having to catch on mm -hmm. to grab some of that attention because wherever the attention is, the money follows, right? And so you see it like every single CRM right now is adding some sort of text messaging capability. Mm. And it's because of that reason. Like you see, you know, you see it from the big guys. Like they've traditionally built entire ecosystems and platforms around email specifically. Yeah. And now they're seeing that text messaging is catching on. And in my belief, like text messaging today is what email was like 10 years ago, right? It's yeah. like catching up. And so the ability to communicate with consumers, you know, 98% of open rates with text, average response rates being 45%, you know, it's really powerful. So it's bound to yield incredible results. And I think there's a huge shift, both from a marketing and sales technology standpoint, that's going to happen. And just implementing all these feature-rich uh, features around text because of that. Yeah, it is crazy. Just using text messaging in a sales context, how much more responsive people are to that than email. Like not just whether or not they respond, but the speed of response. 
like when tech, when I use text messages and um, just manual text messages and follow-ups, I'm seeing people respond much quicker, much more often than via email. So I completely agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I would I would add on to that too, you know, the speed, but also the quality of those conversations. I yep. think if you can get somebody engaged via text, first of all, they're more likely to buy from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're more likely to respond to you. So it's like, as a salesperson, it's like, you want to get to either yes or no fast. <laughs> you know, as fast as you can get to either yes Absolutely. or no, you can focus your attention on those prospects that really have high intent of buying. Right. And so if text messaging allows you to get there a lot faster, like why wouldn't you like implement text follow-ups in your sales cadence in order to get to that end result that you're looking for a lot faster? Absolutely. And I'm curious to know in like a B2B context, how can a company or let's say a salesperson use texting effectively, whether it be manual whether it be using a software like yours, like what does that look like? Where are you seeing the most returns when using text messaging? Yeah, that's a great question, Morgan. So, you know, in my world, I'm seeing the most success from our customers on the B2B sales side of things with salespeople utilizing text, not necessarily our technology, our technology makes it easier, but utilizing text as a communication channel for the purposes of following up really incorporating text, like I said, as much as possible in your sales uh, cadence to get to that next step a lot faster and compel people to take action. So I actually have a couple tips I like to share with the audience, but specifically for salespeople on how to utilize text follow-ups in the proper fashion. So, you know, number one is making sure that that text follow-up is personalized to the recipient. Oftentimes, we just send text messages without even calling out who we're talking to. And I think just utilizing that first name is very, very powerful. So similar to an email, like you would never send out an email saying, hey, and then go straight to your message, right? It's like, you want to be casual and there's a room for that and we'll get to that. But it's very powerful to introduce yourself and say like, Hey Morgan, you know, this is Josue with reply by that should always be your first sentence. And then you go on to your message uh, specifically if it's the first time you're ever texting that person. But there's just this sense of like reassurance of like somebody knows your name, you know, they cared enough to remember your name and they know this is your phone number and they're more likely to respond just because of that. So that's number one, make sure the text follow-up is personalized to the recipient. Number two is when sending a text follow-up, ensure that it is timely. So by timely mean is like, if you're a salesperson, you better do your research, you know, like send a message that it's like, you know, has context, right? It's like, (laughs) it's timely, right? It's like, if you try to get somebody to get on a call, you're trying to get somebody to get on a call. It's like you send a text follow-up that is timely. Like it's five minutes before the call. Otherwise, yeah. you, you shouldn't be sending it. Number three, if the text follow-up is not relevant, which you mentioned, don't send it. If it's not relevant to the person, do not send it. So this kind of happens more with like solutions like ours where you can kind of segment bigger audiences and send a lot of text messages at a time. And like oftentimes, you know, salespeople will get excited. Uh, marketing folks more so, but I'd say salespeople when they see our technology specifically, they get excited and they're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, text blast everybody. And that's not the proper approach, right? Because you want to be able to segment your audience, be able to li- deliver 
a message that is both timely and relevant. Otherwise, why would you send it? So number four is keep that text follow-up brief and to the point. I'm a huge fan of like short text messages. 160 characters is what you should be looking at, really. And just be brief and to the point. Like maybe that's just two simple sentences of like, you know, a statement and a question. That's it. Super Mm -hmm. brief and to the point. That's what text is. You're not occupying a lot of real estate within the screen. If you are, that might seem rather overwhelming for the recipient. And although they open it, which they will, you probably won't get the response, right? But if you kind of get that small message in that asks for a micro commitment, you're more likely to engage them in conversation. And that's what you want at the end of the day. Absolutely. Number five, don't send a text follow-up with a metal report. Uh, with a, what was that? With, with a metal report. Metal report. Just for context. So a metal report is basically like a long ended like explanation of everything that happened, the way it happened, okay. as opposed to just getting to the end result. Gotcha. Say, for instance, if you're trying to deliver on a promise because you ended that last touch point on a promise, you promised a prospect that you would get X for them. Mm-hmm. And so you explain in this text message everything that you had to go through in order to make that happen, as opposed to just delivering a brief message that conveys end result and is more likely to get a response. If you're trying to produce a long explanation, I'd much rather you do it by email because that's a more appropriate channel for like longer form content, but not for a text message. So I encourage, don't be deceived and don't be tempted to deliver a full-on meta report just because they're more likely to respond. Because if you're occupying tons and tons of space on their screen, that's kind of counterproductive to utilizing text. So number six, every text follow-up must be casual. And so what I mean by this is like, don't get too caught up in like utilizing like periods, you know, or just like being super formal with commas because if you're casual, specifically if you're utilizing, you know, a software to send those text messages, it seems like you're actually pulling out your phone and and manually typing that message and delivering a very personalized message that you took the effort to write and send out, right? right? So it's like you want that to be psychologically the impression that the recipient receives and gets. So that's why you kind of like slack a little bit on the punctuation, not necessarily the grammar, but rather, you know, communicate in a fashion that you would when you talk versus when you write something more formal, you know, through email perhaps. Mm -hmm. And so maybe even throw some like emojis in there, right? Like show emotion through emojis, even emojis that compel people to take action. Like one of my favorite emojis is like, if I send a link, I use the thumb, like the emoji that's like this, like click here, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the payment link is right here, stuff like that. Or something that conveys, you know, emotion. Like if you're excited, send an emoji that shows that excitement. Don't overdo it with the emojis, but you know, you get the sense of where I'm going with that. Number seven is always include a call to action in your text follow-up. Always, always, always. Why? Because a call to action is going to lead to the next response. Gotcha. And the next response is going to get you closer to that end result that you want. So whether mm-hmm. it's a connect call, a discovery call, whether it's a demo call, you know, whether it is for somebody submitting payments on file, whether it is to get approval to a proposal, whatever it is, you want to always ask a question. You always want to include a call to action. I'm a fan of questions. Always have a question so that it's, it's clear. I thought about this a lot with my girlfriend. 
she'll come to me with like these text messages and she's like, what do they mean? Like, I don't understand if this is a statement, a question, you know, like, so questions is very important that you're very strict about uh, utilizing that question mark and be very straight. So if you're looking at 160 characters, it's very easy to do one sentence and then one question, which is the small request, the small micro commitment that you're asking of them. And when you send a text message, don't send multiple questions. So that's like kind of stacking calls to action. You want to avoid that altogether. When you send a question and just do it with one call to action, one small request. And then once they respond to that, then you ask the next question. See, now it's a two-way conversation as opposed to me just like kind of having a one-in conversation and throwing on you all my selfish desires that like, here's, you know, the bullet point of things that I need from you. One, two, three, right? Like that's kind of more for an email format as opposed to a text format. Gotcha. Number eight, always shorten your text follow-up links and track click-through rates. So if you're looking at 160 characters, send a text message because that's your limit with software specifically. You want to shorten your link for this of kind of conserving and savings characters limited to, but also tracking click-through rates. Like you want to be able to know when that prospect has clicked through that. And so, you know, utilizing it, a service like Rebrandly, for instance, to shorten links would be a great solution where you can track what's the location, you know, the time, the people that have clicked through, et cetera, right? If you have some more fancy software that lets you know when people have viewed your proposals or your presentations, like think DocSend is one of those, you know, you want to use that. Use trackable links. And then when people are viewing your actual proposal, you're going to get a notification through the software that you're utilizing for that as well. So it's very powerful to be able to track results. And then number nine is the last one. So ensure every text follow-up is logged in your CRM. So I can't hesitate the importance of this. I mean, you want to track every single sales activity, but because uh, texts seem to be like so casual, so brief and kind of so one-off and so quick, they tend to not get logged properly on your CRM. And that is not the best approach to track your sales activity. I'm sure the sales managers listening to this would agree. But, you know, as sales, you also want to be like super organized, right? You want to know, you don't want to have to go back to your phone, right? And kind of, you know, look at, oh, when was the last time I texted Morgan? Like, mm-hmm. you want that to be in, in the perfect world automated. You know, our platform actually allows for that to be the case, automatically logging those, those text message conversations on your CRM, as opposed to you kind of having to manually do that. But those are my nine text follow-up tips for salespeople specifically. I'll actually have Morgan, if that's okay with you, Morgan, link, link something in the show notes for a longer form kind of blog explaining more in detail some of these bullet points that I just described. Absolutely. We'll be happy to. And just to recap, personalize your message. Make sure it's relevant. Make sure it's timely. Keep it brief and to the point. You're trying to gain a micro commitment. Don't send a long explanation. Make it casual. Always include a CTA and just one. Shorten text follow-up links and track click-through rates. And number nine, ensure every follow-up is logged in your CRM. Love it. Love Perfect. it. Awesome. I uh, would love to hear more about reply by who's your ideal customer, who can get the most value out of it in a B2B context. And if you could tell the listeners some more about your company. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that that salespeople are our best customers. They really are. You know, the majority, probably like 85, 90% of our customers are actually salespeople, sales teams, all the way from like three person teams to 75, 100 people in a team, in an organization. And so, you know, reply by is truly just the easiest way for a B2B salespeople to start a conversation and close a sale. Our solutions really enable salespeople to start and manage those one-to-one conversations at scale. So, you know, as opposed to just, you know, you grabbing your phone, right, and having all these sales follow-up, text messages, and and utilizing all the tips that we just went through on a one-to-one fashion, kind of manually typing it all, you know, we allow salespeople through our platform to just do it at scale. So you come in first thing in the morning as opposed to taking an entire day, you know, as an SDR, for instance, dialing 100 calls a day, um, you can be sending 100 text messages in a matter of a few minutes and yielding a lot more responses because, you know, people are actually more prone to actually responding because they're in the doctor's office. They can take 15 seconds to respond, right? It's a very, very small micro commitment. If you're an account executive, you know, you want to be able to incorporate text follow-ups in your follow-up cadence as much as possible. Like when you're in the call with somebody, if you use a conference, uh, conference line, whether it's Zoom, for instance, or any other platform, it's like, have that prospect text you. Like yeah. when you're delivering that product demonstration, right when you're on the call. And if they do, like you're going to have a much, much better sales follow-up cadence just because you took that micro commitment from them to actually text you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to save you on my phone. And it's like, it's kind of like in a way, like I'm letting you in my own little small world and you're important enough that I'm going to add you to my phone book, but through our platform, you know, you're able to kind of log it, right? Like just do it a lot, a little lot bigger scale. Right. And sales managers love it because you're able to track like all your sales activity across the board from all your entire team. You always have, you know, the top say 20% best performing salespeople. And if you look at data, it's all there. Why are they being more successful? Well, you know, they're using a lot of more text follow-ups, right? And you can see all the copy, like it's all logged within the system. And as a manager, you kind of have the bird's eye view of everything that's happening. So you're logging all this activity across the board. You're tracking conversion rates. You're tracking click-through rates. You're tracking those conversations. And you can see the progression of a prospect all the way to close because you can build pipelines, right, and kind of progress people at every step of the funnel. And you can also track conversion values attributed to those as well. So whether you're a salesperson uh, yourself listening or your sales manager, truly by empowering your team to deliver BIP treatment with text, you'll be able to significantly, I guarantee it significantly increase your performance across the board and drive better results to really be able to exceed, not just meet your company goals a lot faster. Awesome, man. I love it. And so can people, they have to text through the software or can they just text on like the native iPhone app or Android messaging app and have it like go through or like pass through the software? Yeah, that's a, so that's a great question. So first of all, it's both inbound and outbound. So like anybody can text. So what we do is we text enable your landline. Anybody can text you whenever they want and initiate a conversation. A lot of mm-hmm. times businesses don't know that that prospects customers are actually texting them, but those text messages are not being received. If you ever send a text message to an invalid phone number, you'll get a kickback message saying that the 
It's invalid. It's not a valid phone number. So by technically enabling your landline, we automatically allow businesses and salespeople to capture all those incoming leads, right? It's a natural kind of like inbound lead. And so as far as like sending out text messages, they're all going to come from your landline phone number. You're going to have access to a desktop version of the app, but you're also going to have access to the mobile app. So you can text as you go on the go from your mobile phone, utilizing your landline phone number. Does that make sense? So like wherever you go, you're going to have access to it. Now from the consumer experience side of things, there's no apps that people need to download. And that's the beauty of it, right? It's Mm -hmm. all through text, through SMS. Uh, messages is the app that comes pre-installed in 4 billion plus devices. So people are automatically going to receive that. They're going to open it. We guarantee that you're actually sending text messages to mobile phone numbers and people are actually receiving it because one thing that we do is we actually mobile verify your list. So we ensure that you're not texting landlines that you're not texting invalid phone numbers. So you're actually communicating with, with people. And so the end result of that is get much higher uh, response rates. Um, we have, Customers seeing up to 60% response rates in some of their campaigns at a bigger scale. You know, I'm talking about thousands of people, not just 20 people and a 40% engagement rate. You know, it's very powerful across the board for one-on-one interactions even. It's powerful. And the reason why is because when you look at response rates, you know, your response rates are going to go a lot higher if you have smaller sample sizes, Mm -hmm. right? If you have an audience of 50 people, you're going to, it's likely that you're going to see a lot higher response rates. If you're just following up with specific prospects on a one-off fashion, you might have 80% response rate, right? Eight out of 10 people are going to respond to that. So, you know, either way, it's, it's very powerful. Awesome, man. I love it. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they're interested in working with Reply By using the product or if, if they want to, or if they have a question about something you've mentioned on the show today? Yeah, I would, I would love to take any questions and, and have a conversation with anybody interested about anything that we've talked about this. Whether you, you're interested in our product specifically or not, I'm very passionate about this topic, so happy to connect. The best way to do that is on my LinkedIn. So that's linkedin.com forward slash I am Josue Sanchez. Um, that's my personal LinkedIn profile. Please do reach out, send me a connection request there. We'd love to connect. And then on the business side of things, if you guys go to the replyby.com, that's where you can find more information about us. So, so for all the listeners here, you know, I have a, a specific offer that I want to share with you guys. And so this is part of like a COVID-19 relief package that we put together for businesses. And so if you guys text B2B, uh, B2B to the number 20123. That's our short code phone number. So you open the messages app, you type 20123, and then you're going to text the keyword B2B. You're going to get an automatic response. thanking you for listening to the show here with Morgan and I. And then in that text message, you'll see a link to the landing page that contains the offer. And so the offer is an extended trial until May 31st. So we've actually never done this. We've never opened up like trials to people. Quite frankly, it's because you guys know as as B2B salespeople, if you do like free things, people tend not to use it as much or not enough to warrant to spend. Um, Conversion rates tend to be lower because trials are not vetted, but you know, we really want to do this as a goodwill to the community. And so we're extending trials for all businesses, not just businesses affected by the crisis, but to all businesses. So if you guys text to 
to 20123, the number 20123, the keyword B2B. You're going to get more details on that. And then Morgan, if it's okay, you know, I'll give you the link as well. And you, maybe you can drop it in the show notes for those folks that are listening from their computers to click on and find what they're looking for. Absolutely. 100%. Josue, great having you on. Learned a lot. And uh, it was interesting to hear about Reply By. Hopefully, I will hear from you soon. Absolutely. Stay in touch, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.